You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Carol King Tapestry. In the room I have Rob, Hello. Ben, Hello. and John. Hi. Tapestry is a second studio album by American singer-songwriter Carol King, released on February 10th, 1971 on Ode Records, and it was produced by Lou Adler. The genre is soft rock and pop. Initially as one of the staff songwriters at the Brill Building and later a, a solo artist, she is the most successful female songwriter of the later half of the 20th century in the U.S., having written or co-written 118 pop hits on the Billboard Hot 100 between 1955 and 1999. And from All Music Review, Jason Anarchy, Carol King brought the fledgling singer-songwriter phenomenon to the masses with Tapestry, one of the most successful albums in pop music history, a remarkable, expressive, and intimate record. It's a work of consummate craftsmanship, always a superior pop composer. King reaches even greater heights as a performer. New songs like the hits It's Too Late and I Feel the Earth Move rank solidly with past glories, while songs like Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow and You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman take on an added resonance when delivered in her own warm, compelling voice. With its reliance on piano and gentle drumming, Tapestry is a light and airy work on its surface, occasionally skirting the boundaries of jazz, but it's also an intensely emotional record. The songs are confessional and direct. In its time, it connected with listeners like few records before it, and it remains an illuminating experience decades later. Yeah, what do we think of Carol King's Tapestry. How is in 1971 this con- the singer songwriter considered a fledgling uh, like musical? Well, like, had it had genre? like a number one album yet? I don't know. Dylan had been doing this shit well, he's since. Not, uh, to tell you the he's, truth, he's a though, folk singer. Not yeah. He's technically a singer songwriter. I'm sorry. The red, the red rocker isn't here yet. <laughs> I, yeah. I understand no, but this. Like, singer but, songwriter as a genre. Yeah. Yeah, so Dylan was considered a folk musician, which was lumped in, I would say, with blues and that sort of uh, bygone era. This is a contemporary singer-songwriter that is uh, pulling in emotion and not just singing about past events, um, having a very direct connection. We talked about Laura Nira before. We talked about some of these others from the Brill Building, but it's true, like John Denver... All those people that we have in the 70s, uh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson James and Taylor. James, James Taylor. Taylor the, Red Rocker, Mitchell, yeah. the Red Rocker and, and the Red Rocker. Yeah, it's, uh, mostly Sammy Hagar, though, It's right? always Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Sammy Hagar. 
Okay, all right. I, I was confused by the... <laughs> yeah, the... no, absolutely. Um, uh, I like To it. answer your question, yeah, yeah this, this album is a She's gem. She's a delight. It's a gem. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she is definitely one of those that... She writes so many songs, but then to hear her actually perform her own songs, I uh, what struck me is not the best vocalist, but great vocalist. I, li- mm-hmm. I, I, I like, like her vocals. Her vocals. It's, and, nothing, it's nothing to do with not being out of tune or anything like that. It's just, she's not as powerful as someone like yeah, Aretha. A human voice. Yeah. Yeah. And Very that's, natural and that's, voice. Yeah. The, the humanity of her voice, voice is probably yeah. <laughs> the best that, part of it. Who did that cover? Uh, you make uh, me feel like Aretha. Woman. Is that Aretha? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the, this whole record's great. Yeah. Like, the, no, no fault found by me. The level of craft in her songwriting is really what, one of the things that, I think sets her uh, uh, like rungs above like Laura Nero. Yeah. Uh, or James Taylor. Or James Taylor. Yeah. But like, just like, you know, well, like what it is 71 now. Uh, like Carol King wrote, uh, will you still love me? Like that was a hit in 1960 and she, and she's young in 71, but she, like she's just been a, a professional hit maker for so long of her young life that the the amount of like craftsmanship that she can put into cobbling like a, a song together, it's impeccable. It's like watching like a master carpenter. Like she knows exactly like when to hit the tonic note. She knows like exactly what like yeah, it's a catchy melody, but why is it a catchy melody? Carol King could tell you. Yeah, she she could. Gosh, she can write anything. Yeah. Uh, how many hits was that between... 114? Uh, 100 Jesus Christ. Is that right? 114? I thought it was like hits, 100... Hits on the top 100. Not songs. Yeah. Hits. 118 pop hits on the Billboard 100 between 55 and 1999. <laughs> Wait, so she so she was writing in 55? Uh-huh. What was how she, seven? Well, yeah, so how old is she when Tapestry comes out? Uh, what year was she born? Just tell us that. 1952. <laughs> she was three years old. She wrote that song about being it's tough to be a baby. That's right. <laughs> I am this many. <laughs> uh, she was born in 1942. Okay, so by the time she's 13, she's got top 100 hits. That's, that's, that's what it says. <laughs> I'll, double, I'll double, double check that. But, uh, well, maybe they just decided to start in 55, but she maybe. didn't actually get it on until 62 or 63. What, was it uh, my two front teeth? Was that, <laughs> was that her doing? I think she did have some like early acting work or something or voiceover work in you know animation or something when she was a kid. So she was out there. Yeah, she she also uh, perf- or, uh, she was friends with Paul Simon uh, early on when she was a kid. Well, didn't like Neil Sedaka date her or in something? The, in the 50s. <laughs> Man, like, even, it, like, even if she didn't write a song okay, when she okay. was 12. Sorry, I, d- I did look it up. Hmm. 1960, The Shirelles, okay. so, Will You Love Me. Oh, so she's out of the gate with a number one, <laughs> number yeah, one hit. You know. Which was not, there was not just any number one hit. That was, uh, it was the first number one single by a black all-girl group in the United States. Yeah. So I'm sorry, 1955 might have just indicated when she started writing, but her just her timeline of writing is... And still she's, that's insanity. She's, that's yeah, insane. she's still, a, she's still a teenager writing number one hits. Right, yeah. right. Wow. Uh, yeah. A singular talent, that one. And I like her versions, too. You know, I yeah. do like her versions. When she's applying herself to Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, it's very different from the Shirelles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that ushered in, that was important because it ushered in the sort of, this is how I envisioned it in my head. I gave it to someone else to sing. They did a very pop oriented melody of this, but you can also have it, uh, you know, in this soft spoken uh, singer songwriter way. Right. Also 11 years between the releases is a long time. Like musical tastes change. Like maybe like the, the, how she envisioned the song in, in 1960, she might see that same song differently when she's almost 30, you know, like, This is also just to continue with her uh, stats. It's one of the best-selling albums of all time. 25 million copies worldwide. Certified Diamond. Uh, more than 10 million copies sold. Certified Diamond. Yeah, sold. Yeah, so and platinum it did, then diamond, I guess? 10 I don't million is diamond. Yeah. Uh, did receive the Grammy for Album of the Year in 1972. Shit, it shouldn't be that hard to uh, crate dig this then. No, uh, it shouldn't be. Yeah, I will I don't do see, my best. I, don't I haven't, see I haven't seen it at all. hold on to it. Yeah, they do. If you are looking Not for it, the cover photo is Carol King as a young woman with two cat. cats. Oh, there's two cats? I think there's two cats. Oh, I, saw one, I, saw I think one. there's one that's sort of near her midriff or torso. That's hmm. another cat. I think, oh, unless I unless I just misinterpreted the shadow. Uh, and then in in 1978, oh, we talking about cats now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about cats. <laughs> <laughs> Having some of that cat talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> Rob's spinoff podcast. <laughs> cat talk. Cat talk. <laughs> oh boy. I, I, I yeah I I. I knew a few of the songs coming in to this, like her versions, but I had never listened straight through to to the whole record. And man, what a! Ah. It feels like that. That I mean, it feels kind of like those uh, Aretha or Ray Charles sort of like albums. But then you realize, oh, she wrote like all (laughs) all the songs. She sings them. She's playing. You know, like it's it's very impressive, man. Real, real, real good. Very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. It might be one cat in a pillow on the okay. cover. <laughs> if there's a furry thing somewhere near her foot, which is maybe not a cat. Uh, I do that a lot with the cats. I <laughs> yeah. think that a cat, like a pillow, is a cat if it, there's something on the floor. Uh. And that's what you hear. You hear the cats in this album. Yeah. yeah. Just the one. You think uh, there's two, but it's only one. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody think that she does a better job of uh, you got a friend like uh, the James Taylor, it's n- it's known for James Taylor. You've got a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her version is actually better um, than James Taylor's. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I I do really appreciate like Aretha's version of natural woman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to be. Well, it, I mean, you, know. it, you can't fuck with Aretha. It was, yeah. it was written for Aretha, yeah. right? By Carol originally. Oh yeah, and that's a story. Uh, Jerry Wexler of Atlantic Records. Uh, he was studying African American music culture, and he was really into the concept that he was reading about of the quote natural man. And so he, that was like running in his head and he's driving around New York and he sees, uh, uh, Carol King and Jerry Goffin just walking down the street and he shouts out his car window at him. He says, uh, he says he wants a, he's like, Hey, write me a natural woman song. (laughs) So they did. They went home that night and wrote a natural woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jerry. <laughs> when Jerry Wexler yells song ideas at you, you write them. He got he got a a, a co written credit because of that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I should just start yelling out ideas. Yeah, if you get an idea, out the car just drive window. around until you see some some real building songwriters <laughs> throw it down the sidewalk. Like, Every time you see Jim James, <laughs> just, <laughs> hey hey, write me a Doritos Locos Taco song. <laughs> Eventually it'll stick. Yeah. <laughs> Carol King, brilliant lyricist, yet also has the line, talking about smack, talking about Jack, smoke water Jack, yeah. When- Sm- smack water Jack, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how do you guys feel about, that was the one thing where I was like, I don't, I don't is, hate it, I don't it's either. goofy. Yeah. I like the shuffle, it's like kind of like a cool mid-tempo shuffle, and I like that about it. And I was kind, I was fine with it, but then, like, yeah, right near the end, she goes, talking about Jack, talking about smack, smack water Jack, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny that do you think, they, they do you thought... think Laura Nero like walked in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. <laughs> she, she drove by and shot out of her car window. <laughs> smack water Jack, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what the, uh, the there's like a live version of that on the extended cut? Oh man! This record, oh. They, they liked it so much it deserved a. Well, uh, I mean, it's kind of a f- encore, a fun, goofy song about how you can't trust someone who's got a shotgun. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is that's unless you're talking to me, right? Yeah, you I mean, totally trust me. Yeah, Rob. Well, you're Rob not, hold, you're not right. holding one right now. <laughs> that's what you think. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I feel the Earth Great. Move is a banger. Everything's oh, a man. banger. Are you it's kidding bang- me? Well. You know, but it's a it's a banger. I, I see what you're There's saying. a lot of soft bangers. She it, finds a way to make a soft banger. I feel yeah. the earth moves. It's like, got a lot of like straightforward piano rock banger. And uh, I did like uh, Stuart Mason of All Music called it, quote, uh, the ultimate in hippie chick eroticism. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, because the whole song is about like, oh, when I, whenever I'm around this dude, I get... <laughs> you feel the earth move. The earth move under my feet. Tumbling down. Tumbling down. Tumbling. Uh, and so I looked at that a bit, and apparently Martika uh, did a cover of this. The girl who did, the woman who did uh, Toy Soldiers in the mm-hmm. late 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s, and it was a hit. But then the 1989 San Francisco earthquake happened, and Ooh. they pulled it from the radio. Man, Wait. that's a song that should be playing during an earthquake. Right, but, you know... Toy it's... Soldiers wasn't in the, uh, that Robin Williams movie. What, uh, Mile? No, to- <laughs> Toys? Man, no, I like that movie. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not, though, right? It's not. Uh, okay, no. LL Cool J LL is Cool J is in that, cool in that, is in that but no. Yeah. The song Toy Soldiers is not in that. That's a shame, because that uh, would have been a... Happy Workers by Tori Amos is. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. But that's a whole... 
running it back to Laura Nairo and things that are good that come from her. Yeah. After this podcast, yeah. can we talk more about toys and when we're going to revisit it as, I, a, as a group? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. But I, we were sort of started somewhere in here was that I think it's really interesting that Carol King has a soft and warm voice, but it can bring a lot of emotive quality in something that you would consider, I don't know, like soft rock? I would say that she, her along with James Taylor, bring that sort of like expressive singing and that sort of emotional singing where you can, like, she knows when to, you know, hit, hit the piano like hard and when to lay back and sort of like bringing that, uh, Singer songwriter that will get tenfold here in the the Red Rocker coming coming here. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he, Billy, speaking Billy of Sammy Hagar, right? I mean, Hagar knows when to hit the notes <laughs> and when to, when to be quiet. <laughs> uh, speaking of James Taylor, he's Kinda got some wild. backing vocals on this uh, on this album along with Joni Mitchell. Uh, they are it, it's those two doing the harmonies on uh, "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow." Yeah, cool. Um, she might have known some people at that time, yeah, having what written. <laughs> well, I think she knew James Taylor biblically. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Supposedly, like the "You've Got a Friend" is a response to his "I've Seen Fire" and "I've Seen Rain." I've seen, you know, times when I could not find a friend. Yeah, and so she's like, "Oh, you got a friend." And then James yeah. Taylor's like, "Ditto." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna take that song. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah. laughs> thanks, friend." Yeah, <laughs> yeah were, I think this this album got released in. February of 71 or something. Mm-hmm. And then he released his album with You've Got a Friend in like April of 71. I think they both won Grammys for the same song. Wait. Is You've Got a Friend on on Sweet Baby James? I no. It was, it's on no. Like no. JT. It's, his, it's right? whatever the follow-up is. Yeah, it was the yeah. follow-up. Oh, yep. Yeah. Is that Mudslide Slim? Yeah, I think it might be Mudslide <laughs> Slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we'll probably get to in this oh. book. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's strange. It's it's funny too. We did that James Taylor, and half that was like some. It just didn't feel like him. It felt yeah. off or something. But bring well, it back. When, like, when you went full on blues, yeah, he just he. It felt like a different approach, and I feel like Carol King has been in the industry long enough that she knew that this album was put all the pieces together and like a like a tapestry best of uh, like a tapestry. Oh, oh that's right. Man. It's not called quilts. <laughs> that was the original title. They're like, what's a classy quilt? Tapestry. <laughs> classy quilt. Nah, I'm going to take these squares and I'm just going to bunch them together. It's going to be a beautiful quilt. I used to feel uninspired. And when I knew Lord, it made me feel so tired Before the day I met you Life was so unkind Your love was the key to my peace of mind Cause you I'm just confused about James Taylor now. Like, 
like the the only question I have, you know, like if ever I met him, I was like, are you a cop? Like, because like, you, know, you have to tell me. You have to tell me. Legally, you have to tell me if you're a cop. Um, and but you know, he's still hanging out with. You know, Carol I Kane and, don't think they, they jun- junkie fling. James Taylor is a cop. <laughs> That's what you think. He's deep undercover. I've seen Serpico. Oh, okay, I know how this works. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, but I, I, don't, I bet I don't he think saw that Serpico they were an item for for very long. I think they had like a tryst. Yeah, Carol. Right around when these albums came out. Well, I hope she asked if he was a cop. (laughs) That's why she never married him. She had three other husbands, and none of them were James Taylor. Narc. (laughs) Fucking narc. You you mean at the same time or like historically? Historically. Because she had Jerry Goffin. Right. And then there were three others. So she had four. Yes. You said three. Three others. Other than Jerry Goffin? Yes. And James Taylor. James Taylor was never one of them. Since we're talking about James Taylor, (laughs) I just. Want to put out there that several of the musicians work worked on this album and Taylor's Mud uh, Slide Slim in the Blue Horizon at the same time. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. it was kind and, of a, and is you've got a friend on Mud Slide Slim? So there's a chance it's like the same backing band on both versions of that song. Uh, yes, that's cool. correct. Yeah. Huh. Hey, right now we're listening to Where You Lead. Uh, I wasn't familiar with this song because I'd never seen Go More Girls. Apparently, it's the theme. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh. This song's a banger. Uh, it's really catchy. The subject matter of it, of uh, it's you know, it's about uh, the the first person narrator of the song loves a man so much that she'll move wherever he, uh, wherever he goes. She'll like drop what she's doing and be part of his life, kind of like in a stand by your man type of way, yeah. which is a nice sentiment, but. Almost immediately after this album came out is kind of when the the women's lib movement really took off. And this song, it, it, like the window in between when this song came out to when the song was gauche is such like a, a small little window. Because she stopped playing it live because like she had weird feelings like about like, you know, the whole nat- national conversation had changed. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until when in, I think t- in 2000... Uh, Gilmore Girls wanted to use it, but they wanted uh, they wanted some of the lyrics changed to make it more ambiguous, so it could kind of be about a mother and daughter instead of being about a, a love interest. So uh, Carol King, with her uh, she I forget the name of her songwriting partner on the song. Tori Allen. Yeah, I think. Uh, they uh, they rewrote it. Uh, they rewrote uh, some of the verses and re-recorded it. And so it's the re-recorded version that's the, uh, the the soundtrack. And since then, it's now part of her live set again, but the new lyrics. Huh. Yeah. And there was originally at the time an attempt to try to put a little bit of oomph in the song by oh, Tori Allen. fucking New York City? Yeah, there's a line where it's like, if you go to New York, if you want to move to New York City, honey, you know I will go as well or whatever. And her uh, writing partner's like, this is just so soft. This woman's just sort of like a doormat. Like, what about like... If we just throw a fucking in there. If you want to go to fucking New York City, darling, I'll be there. (laughs) Carol ended up uh, editing out the the (laughs) F-bomb. Oh. I love Carol. All right, how do we feel about the album? Love it! It's it's fantastic. It's just really good. Yeah, I think everybody's on the positive on this one. Fucking great record. Great record. Great fucking record, Carol! (laughs) Yeah, you did it. Uh, It was said, though, that she she did have... um, her previous record, so solo uh, record was didn't do so well, and that she had stage fright, 
Um, and that's why they thought that her previous one didn't do so well. Was hmm. Just because she had... I think she got over that, though, because she had a, a lot more albums and for, performed a lot more. She was honored at the Kennedy Center a few years ago. Really? Yeah. We'll be Na- there soon National enough. National treasure, Carol King. <laughs> yes. The National Treasure is treasure. <laughs> <laughs> the National Treasure was really the friends we made along the way. <laughs> And Carol King. <laughs> and, and also Carol King. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're listening to Will You Love Me Tomorrow. It's so, it's, it's like, got that good, just slow. Yeah. Yeah, her version Great. is so different. So much slower. But it's it's beautiful. Wow. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Shaft. Shut nope. your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You're just talking about Shaft? <laughs> then I can dig it. All right. Okay. Uh, I was waiting for that. Next time we'll be talking about Isaac Hayes' Shaft, music from the soundtrack. Wait, who's a black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Uh, Shaft. Oh, okay. damn right. Yeah, <laughs> John Shaft. All right. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Where you leave, I will.